Hello, friends, and welcome to another episode of Word Books with Friends. I'm Paul. And I'm Chris. And we're here to talk about the Star Wars new uh, timeline, Star Wars The High Republic, Light of the Jedi by Charles Soule. And this is part of the Del Rey uh, Lucasfilm Limited Disney Publishing uh, master plan to create the new High Republic timeline. Uh, taking place 200 years before The Phantom Menace. Impressive. And this is like their second attempt at doing this kind of cross-promotion uh, with comic books and publishing. Uh, before, uh, a couple of years back, they did it with the Alpha... What was it called? The Alpha Pet Squadron uh, trilogy of books. And also uh, with Marvel comic books, they did the Shadow... The TIE Fighter series of comic books. And... Spoilers may for for our other podcast during our uh, trade in policy. We'll be reading that tr- uh, trade about Tie Fighter, and that's um, the one that actually ties into the games, right? That ties into Battlefield. It has a link to Battlefield okay. because I believe it's happening during. Actually, yeah, because Battlefield ties into that the real tri- the original trilogy, and then goes beyond the original trilogy and kind of leads you up to the i'm forgetting the new terminology this the after the the age of uh age of resistance okay because yeah so the original trilogy is now referred to as the age of rebellion you had um the high republic the fall of the fall of the uh republic the age of rebellion and then the age of resistance yeah and spoilers for something that I know we'll be talking about later. This is actually the first Star Wars novel that I've read since high school. Uh, late 90s, early 2000s, I was really into the Expanded Universe mm-hmm. series of books. Uh, so I was devouring all of those until probably about my sophomore or junior year where I kind of fell off. Um, and then... I kind of missed it. I heard about stuff that was happening in it, and then just kind of, kind of moved on past it. And then all those were wiped from canon existence anyway, so it's mm-hmm. it's okay. But yeah, um, something that I was actually really excited about when they announced that this was coming out. Uh, we know Charles Soule just from reading comic books. Turns out he writes word books as well, and the fact that this was kind of like that three pronged Star Wars content attack between the books, uh, comic books, and then there's also, like, junior novels and mm-hmm. kids' books. Young adult, yeah, yeah. Uh, it it sounds like a great way to kind of step foot back into the Star Wars novels because they've been putting out so many of them, and a lot of them are considered to be canon now. But yeah. a lot of them have been going on for so long that now it's... Even they all seem kind of standalone, it's hard to pick a spot to jump in on those so high mm-hmm. republic bam this takes place before anything else that we've ever seen or know or has been referenced like okay cool like this this is the jumping on point if you want to start reading star wars novels or start reading star wars novels again yeah and this book you know kind of jumps you right in you, you're introduced to a lot of different characters a lot of different species uh that are just kind of explained very briefly so, and 
that is my one problem with uh, Star, trying to read Star Wars books. Star Wars is such a visual... It's been movies for me, you know, growing up. Uh, growing up, I heard whispers of the Extending Universe books. I never saw them. Like, our school didn't, library didn't carry the Extended Universe books. So I never got my hands on one. Um, and I wasn't going to go to Media Play or... How well uh, Walden books? Let's make me feel real old. Oh, you didn't, you want to go down to your local B Dalton bookseller? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and buy them there. So, uh, you know, it just—I wasn't an avid reader as a kid. Like I read some books. I read the Foundation series of books um, by Isaac Asimov. You know, but the, you know that was basically it. Some Hardy Boys, like when I was, you know, pre, you know, elementary school stuff like that. Some mystery books but um yeah never never really a avid reader so star wars has never been about being in books it's always been that visual medium where i don't know the name of, of all the aliens so when they pop up here in this book i'm like i don't know what they're talking about so i know starwars.com put out like a visual guide that has the names of the uh care of like the jedi that are introduced here with little pictures so it's a little bit easier uh, and I think from now on, I'll probably, because I'm reading this digitally, Yeah, I might have that loaded up on the other screen and just pop back and forth because I'm having a hard time. And w- Chris and I, we've only read the first couple chapters. Uh, this is kind of a first impression. It's like, hey, is this for us? Is it for you? Maybe it's, maybe, is it a Star Wars? I don't know. But that's what that's we're That's the question to we're going to answer by the end of this episode. <laughs> is it a Star Wars? So I think they're, you know, with the comic books coming out, so you have some more, you have something to visually latch onto. I think this will help me as you know, some somebody who hasn't read the uh, extended universe. So Chris, did you have a hard time with that when um, you were doing? Yes, and that's where I was really wanting to jump in because even though I have read a lot of the extended universe books, so many of those are the continuing story of the Skywalker and Solo clan. So these are tales about the characters you know. <laughs> so when they introduce someone, you're like, okay, I already know who this is. Like, And from that point on, it's just building off of that already pre-built continuity that you're aware of. So mm-hmm. if they bring in new characters, it's okay because you're not trying to juggle so many names and places in your head. Because you have those constant touchstones. They're like, oh, Han Solo's on this planet now. He's talking to this person that I don't know. I I know Han Solo. So when they start talking about this other character again, I can just be like, oh, that's, that's where Han is. Or when they start building out the new Jedi Order and Luke's on uh, Yevon 4 and they're rebuilding the temple, I know who Luke is. So when they start introducing all these other trainees, I can be like, oh, well, this is one of the trainees that's working with Luke because there's like four or five named Jedi at that point. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also, you know what Yavin 4 is. Exactly. Like, it's a lot more accessible just because you do have that like nostalgia and that knowledge of what came before. Mm-hmm. This was a lot to jump into. And Paul's a little bit further in the book than I am. I'm currently... Uh, 12 chapters in. I've enjoyed those 12 chapters. Spoilers. Uh, But so far, 
the first six chapters, it seems, have all been focusing on a different character or group of characters. And mm-hmm. I think this is kind of a good time to actually get into what the the book's about and what this whole higher public like publishing imprints kind of like built off of like what the catalyst for it yeah. is. Yeah, and the catalyst is uh the great disaster. And we're introduced to that by, and it's a basically a hyperspace collision that sends uh parts of a big uh, freighter luxury not a luxury cruiser but you know this is a ship that was carrying hundreds of families it seems uh plus you know cargo and freight uh across a hyperspace loop and uh that ship was called legacy run and it was you know captained by Hada kesset who hard grizzled but loved her work you know she is the kind of captain you would want on to to uh to helm this years of experience and even she fell prey to uh basically something was parked you know basically parked in front of her in this hyperspace lane uh they tried to uh move across you know move past it but at hyperspace her ship falls apart luckily it falls apart and it's not a full-on collision but these pieces end up uh falling out of the hyperspace lane and into the i forget the solar the system that yes the adjacent system it's like Again, it's Star Wars yep. pronunciation, and we're reading it, so it's... The Hetzlet. Yeah. Hetzlet? You're not actually hearing Hetzlet? it. We're reading it. It's like Hetzlet or Hetzlet yeah. Prime System, uh, which then sets off all sorts of warnings. So the monitoring station gets word that, hey, stuff's flying out of hyperspace. This, like, agrarian system's in the way. We need to get all these people out of here now. So what we're seeing is bits of I I almost said resistance it's not the resistance, it's the Republic Mm -hmm. Uh, the Jedi answering this call to help try to evacuate as many people from the system as they can and one of the things that I really like about what Charles Stoll does with this is yes it jumps from group to group to character to character but underneath each chapter you have a countdown of Mm -hmm. how many minutes to impact so right off the bat you know it's not going to go well, and I like that tension that it builds up a lot. Like that's really the big driving force because so far, again, twelve chapters in, we jump back and forth through so many of these characters that it's hard to remember who's who and who's where. Right, and there's definitely characters that I like in this, but it's like, okay, wait, who was this again? Okay, this is the the Padawan. <laughs> With his master, who's like, oh, the master doesn't land. He just shuts off everything. It's like, yeah, gravity will do the work for us. Like, I like those moments. And mm-hmm. as soon as you get into it with one of those characters, you're like, okay, and now here's the next chapter. Oh, we're following this husband and wife freighter team that's like, hey, we're, we're close by. We want to help too. Like, what can we do? Mm-hmm. Um, and they're actually come out to be big help because they're like, yeah, we can, you know, uh, and we see this is 200 years before uh, the any of the movies that we've seen because tractor beams aren't a thing yet. So oh, they're actually harpooning. Uh, one of the things, like, that they kind of used to set the stage at, yes, this is before everything else. In one of the first chapters, they're talking about how, oh, they're starting to move into back to mining now. Mm-hmm. It, it's very much... 
this new back to stuff. I don't think it's ever going to work. What are they going to do? Yeah, and, because that's what this uh, colon the colony is known for is uh, back to my uh, harvesting. And for um, Star Wars fans, you know what like a back to tank is. You know that's what Luke's floating in after he gets attacked by the Wampa. That's what they put Vader in when he's healing up post uh, Obi Wan attack. It, that's like just the known like oh someone's injured you, you put them in a back to tank like for us that's always just been that kind of constant touchstone but no we're now in a earlier point in the Star Wars universe where this is strange and unknown technology yeah uh, this it, did they mention Colto at all K O L T O I I forget because I didn't read those older ones but in the uh, video game series the uh, Old Republic. It was Colto that everybody was using to, for their healing med packs and healing packs in the video game series. But I mean, it's okay. I'm like, ooh, does it actually have a tie-in to the old? Because that's why I'm kind. Of, I'm kind of here to see does this does this take anything from the old Republic, the Revan kind of storylines uh, that I enjoyed in that video game series. So I uh, never played any of those. How far before, you know? Our Star Wars does that take place, I, or is that like kind of nebulous? Like they never mention it. I think they might mention it, and it being like seven hundred years or you know hundreds of years. There's a Mandalorian war that happens uh, during it. There's you know, then there's a Jedi civil war that happens during the you know right before the second one. Well, because and that's kind of one of the big things too that they keep mentioning, at least at the beginning of this before everything starts happening where the pieces of debris are flying out of hyperspace. Uh, the galaxy's at peace. The Republic's in control. Like, we're at peace. Nobody would be attacking us. What are these things that we can't track their trajectories? It's destroying everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I feel like the old Republic stuff probably did happen before all this because, again, a Sith Lord with Darth Revan, we don't hear about any of that stuff because mm-hmm. right now like the jedi are in control of everything and we did read the high republic comic book months ago it was either for the december 2020 look back or the january 2021 look back and i think we all liked that comic book it was a new kind of like starting point for star wars comics uh introducing us to a new jedi padawan it i haven't kept up on it so I don't know how much of that carries into this, besides the fact that they do mention the Padawan's master, like, Skier. Yes. In, in like, one Skier. line. Yeah. In this, I'm like, okay, that's a character I know. And I was happy for that breadcrumb. I was like, ah, yes. Mm-hmm. Content I've consumed yeah. before. The stuff we can latch on to. They mention Master Yoda, and you're like, yes, I okay. I'm ro- I, I, I am rooted, but not the moon that is called rooted and the other new moon that is called fruited, which confused me the first time. Yeah, I, you got you got your roots, you got your fruits. Like that's that's how yeah. it works in this society. Yeah, there's agricultural moons, and one's growing fruit, the other one's growing roots. And I'm like, oh, okay, so it's just needed fruited and rooted. I'm like, the and moons. Paul, I moons think you names. need to remember these are Star Wars planets. Each one of them's <laughs> only good for one thing. Are you there? Desert, <laughs> swamp. Snow, jungle, or desert, or uh-huh. snow, or desert. Like that's yeah. that's it. That's it. That's it. Can't can't have one more than one ecology going on. More than one environment. It's all or nothing. 
So, as someone who has read past where I'm at currently, mm-hmm. does it become a little bit easier to navigate or remember or recognize these characters as you're progressing through the book? Because I'm still in part one, because the book's broken into three parts and the chapters oh. then within those parts. Hey, you know, you're already in chapter 12, and spoilers, listeners, hey, we're going to talk about, you know, up through part one. This book's this been book. out since January. We've wanted to talk yeah. about it for a while, but we just. Yeah. We just got to it. And I'm, mm-hmm. One of the things I was kind of like talking about pre-show is I've been wanting to read this book, but it takes actually sitting down to record the oh, yeah. podcast about it to get me to be like, okay, let me buy this so I can read it and then have everything be fresh. Because I actually wanted to pick this up in a physical copy just so I could like carry it around with me. I did wind up buying it digitally just so I can read it off of my mm-hmm. phone. But this much like other novels I've read, I want to just have that physical copy with me so I can like flip back and forth and I know I can do that digitally but it's it's different with a word book than it is with a like a comic book oh yeah but yeah I you know this this might end up I might end up enjoying this enough spoilers I'm only you know first impression so far I'm enjoying it enough where I'm like you know what I wouldn't mind having this like dedicated shelf space, you know, a physical copy that I can reach, lend out uh, to people, because that's kind of difficult to do with the you know Kindle, Amazon kind of thing. You, it's hard to be like, oh yeah, you should read it, or you know what, I just kind of want to peruse a couple pages here and there. Like, I kind of forget about things being you know word books being on my phone um, for whatever reason, but when they're up on the shelf, it's I think it's easier, but then again, do I actually go back and read it? I don't know. But uh, the question is, I've been a little bit further. Does it get easier? Yes, because you know some of the characters die. Oh, like there's there's definitely some chapters that and some characters that are introduced to show just the sacrifices that are being made by these people by by the groups just trying to intervene. Like this is a great catastrophe. Not everybody you meet is going to make it out. And there is a moment in one of the first few chapters where a freighter's picking people up and they're just trying to save as many people as they can. And then they take off and it's like, nope, the ship couldn't handle it. And it just happens to explode. And then debris taking out other people. So there are costs associated with this. Uh, Where I just read was when I'm, again, a lot of characters... The Jedi Master and his Padawan that are coming down. Uh, Bell, Zeph, Zeph, Zedifar, and Loden Great Storm. Thank you, Great Storm. Because I, really I was looking for, I was looking for them since you mentioned them because I'm like, oh yeah, I like those two guys. Uh, I just got to the part where they go to like the person's like compound where they have the guards securing the the ship and people are wanting to get on it, but then they have armed guards that are like, no, you can't, and then. Uh, the Master Great Storm is just like talking to like the head guard, and he's like, "You're gonna let these people on?" And he's like, "No, nope, <laughs> not gonna." He's like, "No, you're gonna let these people on, right?" And he's like, "Yeah, open the gates." I <laughs> I love those moments and just kind of like the stakes that are there, and then it just escalates beyond that. Like it's <laughs> a game of just constant escalation, and there's really no room for any kind of breathing in this because. You might think things are working out, but then it's like, no, next chapter, we're now 50 minutes to impact. Mm-hmm. Like, this is this is still going to be a thing. 
Yeah, things are hitting, but it's not referred to as the impact. Like things yeah, are getting hit. Debris. Like <laughs> this is so uh, a spoiler. One of the compartments on the ship was, of course, loaded with fuel. So the the big thing that will come up is that big container that's loaded with fuel is, of course, going to uh, veer right into the sun of this system, which would cause the sun to go uh, super, you know, supernova, red dwarf style, and then it basically take out three of the planets in the solar system and uh, wipe out billions. So I feel like with where we're at now in Star Wars universe and Star Wars canon, we know just kind of how volatile coaxium can be. So Mm -hmm. now hearing that makes me think like, oh, yes, like I've seen what coaxium can do just when like we had that heist go wrong in Mm -hmm. Solo. Like this this isn't a surprise because if you just think with your like Earth Terran brain, like, oh, like a ship crashing like yeah fuel we have ocean liners and oil tankers crash all the time like yeah it's it's a pain like it's terrible for the environment but they clean it up eventually dawn dish detergent wipes off some ducks and you know all is right you know (laughs) but no like hyperspace travel is a lot more dangerous and you got to remember these pieces are flying out of the hyperspace lane at light speed too and we've seen what can happen when something something else at light speed because of last jedi oh yeah and that was a ship that didn't even get up to light speed that was near light speed that holdo maneuver i think they came back and said maybe i'm wrong but i think it's like that was a ship gearing up to get to light speed and that happened if it was actually at light speed it would have been a lot worse and you know a holdo maneuver is a is a a billion in one shot they say in a Resident That's Skywalker. how they retconned it. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, what was I going to say? I forgot already. Um, uh, but that kind of like all that talk makes me think. Yes, like they are oh. telling the story to build off of everything that we've seen and what we now know about Star Wars because Star Wars has been a constant like building and rebuilding of what's come before since its inception. And I feel now that they've, you know, trimmed off stuff like the expanded universe and just kind of focused on what they had that they liked and what they feel works. They're able to now make it stronger, build it better, faster, you know? Oh, I was going to say, I think this is showing us why hyperspace uh, travel is so dangerous. Like right now, hyperspace travel, they, they kind of got in their roots. So they kind of know like, okay, the comets are going to be here. You know, people are like, mapping it out they know where the comets are going to be they know where the the planet movements are going to be gravitational wells so they know they're like figuring out the best safest you know paths you know that are consistently open um but now you have all this debris flying around not only falling out of hyperspace but perhaps it's going to be in hyperspace Mm -hmm. so that's going to make the universe a lot smaller or a lot more dangerous to uh get through so yeah i think it's I think it sets us up for a very interesting time. Um, and all that being said, I look forward to continuing on with the High Republic comic book because I haven't picked up subsequent issues after that first one, but I enjoyed it enough, and I'm enjoying what I've read of this novel so far to be like, yeah, this is a time period that I do want to see more of. Like, I want to see 
these Jedi and their relationship. I want to know more about like the Starlight Beacon because <laughs> the Jedi that we have responding to this call to action, a lot of them are still in their ceremonial robes because they just came from like the christening of this new space station that's bridging the gap between like the core planets and the outer rim. So there's like, hey, we're out and about here. Let's travel to the system and do what we can to help. So they're not even wearing their typical Jedi brown <laughs> robes and leather boots. They're all in like their, I think they said like white with silver and gold, and like gold embellishments yeah. on it. Yeah. So, and the, yeah, the hyper or the uh, starlight beacon is there because, you know, hyperspace lanes have just kind of started connecting those outer rim worlds and they want to be able to like, be like broadcast news from the core rim and information and actually coordinate things a lot quicker and better. But we promised one question would be answered. So, Chris, I posted it to you before the show, and I'm going to pose it to you now for your answer here on the show. I haven't heard it. I'm very excited, listeners, just like you are. Is this a Star War? Does it feel like a Star War? This feels like a Star War. My only complaint is not knowing who all these characters are and what's going on. And it's hard to remember at a time when I first saw Star Wars and didn't know who everyone was. But it's yeah. not hard to imagine this with, okay, you're seeing a chapter of High Republic focus on these characters. Slide wipe, now you're seeing more. Like, in that respect, it does feel like Star Wars. I just don't know these characters well enough yet to have it feel like I know them. Mm-hmm. But the the components are all there. The, the parts are there. It's got that Star Wars skeleton... And I just need to become more aware of all of it. Yeah. Well, you already said you kind of latched on to a little bit with a, a great storm, right? I like mean, that guy. I don't know what he looks like, but he's like, yeah. I'm imagining he looks like a tiger or something, like a lion or something like that. Yeah. it's. And, and I feel like because of what I know and like from Star Wars before, the story of like the confident master with like, the Padawan who's still learning the ropes and like, oh, I'm unsure of myself. It's it's recognizable. It's easy to get. Like, I understand this. So those characters are so easy to just kind of pick. Um, the Jedi Master that's kind of in charge of everything. Oh, Evar Chris? Yes. Uh, right? I, I, I feel like that's the pronunciation of it. I'm, again, huh. reading it, it's hard to deduce how it's going to be pronounced actually. Yeah when it's spoken aloud um i like what we've seen of her uh look look forward to more of that but yeah. it's just one of those things where okay i'm not going to see her for probably another like three or four chapters so the next chapter she's in is going to be like okay well where did we leave off at that point ah yes the song of the force okay i got it now mm-hmm. yeah and they keep on taking you know, some uh, Charles Soule is taking some good time to kind of explain how some of these characters view the Force and you know how they interact with it, and I really enjoy that. It's something that we really don't get in the movies because we don't get to delve into the minds of the characters and actually experience how they're experiencing things. So, Evacris experiences uh, the Force as music and song. Um, the Wookiee uh, apprentice. Uh, kind of experiences it as a great tree and feels like you know the branches and the roots are all extending out and everybody's connected through that and 
Uh, there's one that's an Aquarian, you know, kind of a, a Jedi who experiences the Force as if it's a deep sea that all creatures are swimming through together. And, you know, he feels the, uh, the Force as currents and waves. Uh, sp- uh, ship Captain Joss, Pic- uh, what's his name? Uh, Joss Arden is like, hey, you know how you guys can, like, move things around with your mind? Can you make things not move with your minds? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then like, I just get that jet out of the like, fuck, yeah, like, it's not what we do, but sure, okay, go ahead, like, I, I, I like that moment, too. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, so I've, I've really kind of latched on to the character, you know, Avan Chris as a character, because she seems like somebody that knows she has to, you know, provide confidence and reassurance, even though there is a little bit of doubt in herself. But then she trusts in the force to make up for it. You know, give, give me a character with just a little bit of that imposter syndrome, Chris, and I'm well, in. <laughs> I, I like even I, again, characters, characters, characters. Even at the moment where they're planning, like, okay, well, we have all of these things coming in, all this debris, mm-hmm. you know, coming to the system. Let's try to take it out. You know, you with our lasers, like we can just blast it out. Uh, can can you do it? No. Okay. Well, this Jedi's feeling panic and they're afraid of everything that's happening. You're good. Just focus on yourself. We got this. I like that we're seeing a lot more of like that inner force play than mm-hmm. just like Obi Wan. Like hold up my hand. Something hit somebody. Um, yep. You, you're spending more time with it and how it's actually channeled and how it works instead of just the results of it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, for me, I'm going to try to answer the question. Does this feel like a Star Wars? Is it a Star Wars? Is it a Star Wars? I would say before, I would say this does not feel like a Star Wars if I haven't, uh, if I only watch the original trilogy and only enjoy the original trilogy. For so long growing up, you know, the Star Wars comic, uh, the Star Wars role-playing games, the Star Wars video games... Star Wars was about a kind of a broken system, broken society that was just trying to scrape things together and get things back working again. And there was talk about Jedi, but they are so rare. You know, like, if you want to play a Jedi, it's really difficult to do. And if you are the Jedi, you're probably the only Jedi you're going to see. And there's going to be, of course, Dark Jedi because you got to have lightsaber battles. But you're basically it. Um... Even up until I was pl- in college when I was playing uh, the original uh, Star Wars, Empire, The Empire Divided, a uh, massively multiplayer online game by Sony Online. Like, to become a Jedi, it was super difficult to do, because Jedi are rare. In this book, there's tons of them. There's dozens uh, that show up. Like, hey, you guys need help? Cool. Like, they're AAA. They're like, you just call them up on the phone and they show up. They're your plumber, your your, your mechanic. They're, they, you know, they're on speed dial. Uh, but since I've really started uh, re-watching and really re-enjoying, believe it or not, uh, parts of the prequel trilogy, and also then the Clone Wars animated series, this feels like Star Wars from that perspective, especially the Star Wars Clone Wars, you know, animated series where, yeah, they're they're run ragged, but the Jedi are all out there. They're all working together. This is 
the Jedi as samurai and not the Jedi as Ronin. Mm-hmm. And we, I grew up in a time period where Jedi were Ronin. They were hardly ever seen if they come to town. Everybody just lock their doors and hope they don't talk to you because it's just going to be trouble for everybody. This is this is Jedi. Oh, cool! Come in, have some have some milk, have some tea, blue milk, green milk. We got this both is the kinds. High Republic. This welcome, is the High Republic to one of our four types of planets: desert, <laughs> snow, jungle, swamp, <laughs> desert. Sorry, five planets. <laughs> Yeah, we got two different types of planets. Oh, sorry, six. City. Oh, I got city one. Uh, later on, kind of cool, Coruscant still has one mountain. Whoa. Yes, one natural mountain that's still there on Coruscant. Kind of cool. I, I really like that. I'm like, all right, cool, cool, cool. Nice. So this is before like all the, the layers are built up? The layers are getting built up. Okay. And there's just one mountain peak that they decided to keep natural, like for generations upon generations, that they're like, you know what, we're not going to cover this up. We're going to keep this natural. And there's like at the summit a park with the trees and natural grass that would have grown there. But everybody kind of knows, like nobody actually knows if these are the trees. or. But we'll all pretend. We'll all just like feel good about ourselves because this this is still natural Coruscant, you know. But yeah, this I think this does feel like what Star Wars is now, not what it was when I was a kid. But if I were to imagine like the time when before the Dark Age, before the Empire, for a thousand generations, uh, the Jedi kept peace. You know, you know the Obi Wan speech. This is kind of what I would have imagined. Of course, I'd have him. He's me. <laughs> That was a really good impression. I will never do that again. Thanks. <laughs> but, uh, but you know what I mean? Like, this is what I would have kind of imagined the Jedi being. So, yeah, I'm enjoying seeing it. I I, I've, I don't know if it would have been a Star War for me when I was 12, 13, 14. But. But, and then, just kind of circling back before, even reading those Expanded Universe books... It felt like Star Wars because, oh, Luke's here. He's training mm-hmm. his niece and nephew in the ways of the Force. Like, Han and Leia are off on some planet where there's, like, a group of savages that ride around on Rancors. I don't remember what book that was, but that happened. Like, that was an actual thing. Like, oh, yes, there's... <laughs> They're like, hey, how to be more badass in Star Wars? Ride on a Rancor. Yeah, All right. that'll happen. The, oh, the huts are building like a Death Star type weapon called the Dark Saber. It's built to look like a lightsaber. Like you still have the bones of Star Wars there because mm-hmm. that's what everything was built off of. It wasn't all just brand new characters, and even if it was all brand new characters, it was something like the the Rogue Squadron books, where it's like, mm-hmm. oh, you're seeing Wedge and a bunch of new characters. You still have Wedge that are flying an X-Wing. Like, it's it's Star Wars, you know? Yeah, yeah. I know what an X-Wing is. I know what a B-Wing is. I know what I a Wedge don't... is. Yeah. <laughs> He's in Antilles. Uh, maybe first. Maybe on, maybe that should be the meal, the official meal for uh, Star Wars Day is uh, Wedge Salad. Wedge Salad? Yeah, maybe. I would, I would eat that. Mm-hmm. 
but all, all the ship talk. Every time I read the name of the ship, like the Vector, because that seems to yeah. be like they're like the snub fighter at that time. I just imagine a Viper from Battlestar Galactica. Exactly. Like because yeah, there's no real reference for me right now, and I know StarWars.com. We can go there, and there are some visual references out there, and I think that will really help me, and maybe it'll help you too, Chris. About because uh, they like say it's like floating like a leaf, and I'm like, really? It's, it's a leaf on the wind. Watch how it soars, Paul. <laughs> yeah. uh, I will say too, in addition to that, that's three. <laughs> Star Wars, Firefly, and Battlestar Galactica, all within the first the. Forty-five seconds. Wow! No, it, it, okay. it all works together, yeah, though. People works. get this. You get these references. You're a nerd. Don't say you're not. You downloaded uh, a podcast. <laughs> they also did a series of just like quick videos on the Star Wars YouTube channel that were kind of like introductions to all these characters. And when I say introductions, it was what they look like, their name, and kind of who they were before the disaster. Like they leave everything very like mysterious, but. Right from the get-go, when they announced this, they said, oh, there's some sort of disaster that happens that affects the hyperspace lanes, and you see the fallout from that. So the first, I mean, where I'm at now, 12 chapters, have kind of already been pseudo-spoiled because the story comes based off of that. That's not the story. Mm -hmm. This is a cold open. It's 18 chapters of a cold open. (laughs) Out of 44, so, you know, it's basically half the book is a cold open. Um, but, you know, I, but I haven't gotten, i just gotten through it myself. And, no, I'm excited. Now talking with you, I'm more excited to read it because now I know there's somebody I can talk to about it. Because before I was just like, you know what, I'll read it. Yeah, it's okay. It's, you know, I, I'm enjoying it. It's It feels like a Star, it feels Star Wars-y enough for me. I, I do want to keep on reading it. And I got it back in January, read the first 15 chapters between January and February, haven't touched it. Chris is like, hey, do you want to actually do word books with friends on it? And I'm like, yes. And then I read the last four chapters last night just to get us through part one. Um, and now I'm, you know, after talking with it, hey, I'm even more excited. Uh, so without knowing the future of the High Republic era of storytelling, I don't see myself picking up like the kids books the young adult novels mm-hmm. i will read this yeah, claudia gray claudia gray book probably the into the dark i think it's called possibly i don't, I, I don't remember because they announced all this stuff that. at the same time and so much of it was like ah yes i will get to that uh, i'll read the the comic coming out have they said if there's going to be anything else beyond this there's actually push? there's actually two uh, comic book series that are coming out. One's uh, High Republic from Marvel Comics. One's High Republic Adventures from IDW. We, the, I think that one's more yeah. young reader based. Um, so. but, yeah, the young readers are out. And then Into the Dark is Claudia Gray's book, which should be available now, February 2nd. Okay. So it just came out. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'll probably check that out. I don't know if there's going to be more after this, but again, first impressions. I'm I'm looking forward to reading more of this, and I'm looking forward to talking about it as well. Uh, and that's why this is called Word Books with Friends. You know, mm-hmm. 
it's reading a word book and talking about it with your friends. So, Paul, uh, I, I think we're going to have to have episode number 20 coming up soon so we can talk about like the rest of part one because I haven't finished that. I still have like six mm-hmm. chapters, but then part two. Oh, yeah, that would be great. And uh, if you're interested in that and joining in along with us, please let us know. Uh, email us at begdenboardcast at gmail.com. You know, send us a Facebook message. You're Bagnaboardcast there. Twitter. We're on Twitter, right? Yeah, we're at, Bag- 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 at Bagnaboard. At Bagnaboard. So any way that you want to get involved with talking along, being one of our friends while we're reading this, let us know. Uh, drop us a line. 